Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Vinny Apicella. You are listening to Suds in the Squirt Circle podcast right here, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. I do apologize for my absence last week just due to the simple fact that, well, I, uh, my personal schedule got in the way. Had to work like crazy hours and just did not have the time. Or actually, last weekend, to be completely honest with you, last week I was actually recovering from a very, very, very long week of uh, work. And quite honestly, it was just uh, craziness. So I'm back this week. Today is uh, Monday, October 3rd, 2022. And I am back here for the soap soap opera news and general hospital news that you are itching to get and the wwe news that you're itching to get again i'm not a huge fan of AEW or um mlw or impact or ring of honor or any of that i mean i do i generally there's only so much time in the week honestly um and i'm not gonna lie to you about that i don't follow all of that um all of that information or all of those places with that said um, I am going to let everybody know that um, we have to start out, honestly, with a moment of silence. Um, we lost the WWE Hall of Famer over the weekend, um, Antonio Inoki, who honestly held the WWF Championship um, one time, and it was never, ever recognized until recently. Um, it, he beat Bob Backlund for the championship in Japan. Um, but because of the political landscape at the time in terms of the territories and the WWF not, uh, rec- you know, there, there was no, um, what do you call it? Uh, there, there, there was no internet back then, right? And there was really no dirt sheets either. So the, 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 the news wouldn't cover basically where, um, you know, what had happened. So the fact that it happened in Japan... It was never actually recognized by the WWF until just recently. Um, And he was never credited as a former WWE champion or WWE champion. Um, He did find, you know, he was the head of the New Japan Pro Wrestling. He he was, uh, you know, one of the uh, students of, uh, I guess, the the head, the former uh, starter of Japanese wrestling, uh, Riki Dozan. Um, along with Giant Baba. Now, Baba passed away years ago, 20 years ago or so. Um, but Inoki, um, you know, he was put into the WWE Hall of Fame a number of years ago. Um, he was on uh, a third season of Dark Side of the Ring, um, talking about the collision in Korea. Um, you know, so he's done a lot for the business. He, he His fight and match with Muhammad Ali was legendary. And, uh, you know, it, it was the uh, precursor to the modern-day MMA. Because, honestly, from all reports, is that it started out as a work, um, you know, wrestler versus boxer. But then, towards the end, it started getting into a shoot to the point where, you know, uh, Antonio Noki and Muhammad Ali actually legitimately tried to win. Now, it ended in no contest. But it was something where they really did... Uh, um, you know, try to win at the, at the end. And, uh, we, our family, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers go to the family of Antonio Noki and the fret, the fans and family members that he's had and friends that, you know, he's had over the years and, and just recognize the, um, 
impact in wrestling, not only in Japan, but worldwide, and MMA, that this man had. So, um, just a moment of silence for uh, Antonio Noki. All right, so um, while we uh, mourn the loss of a WWE Hall of Famer, we also have to celebrate another future WWE Hall of Famer to the point, uh, The Rock, as we all know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, he's a, a struggling actor at this point. I know he's, he's probably the, the, the highest paid actor in Hollywood, the highest paid action movie star, um, doing it all, he has his own production company, he's this, you know, he, he's the, the subject of a great sitcom, Young Rock, um, but he, his, uh, production company partnered with Jason Eisner and, um, Evan Husney of, uh, of Dark Side of the Ring to produce Tales from the Territory, and, uh, that is going to be taking place uh, starting actually on Tuesday, tomorrow, um, October 4th on Vice Network. Um, I'm anxious to, to hear it. You know, anxious to uh, watch the show. Um, they do, they're doing 10 episodes on 10 different territories, well, nine different territories, and then a deep dive onto the uh, Jerry Lawler Andy Kaufman feud. And uh, it's going to be roundtable. You know, the, Husney and Eisner are making the rounds. Uh, they were on the Jim Cornette experiences this past weekend. They were on, I believe, uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Pod is Jericho, uh, Talk is Jericho um, this past weekend as well. So they've been making the rounds and uh, promoting it. Um, Brian DeWertz as well was on uh, Bra on uh, Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. Uh, DeWertz, actually former WWE writer, now works for The Rock for Seven Bucks Entertainment. And uh, he's had a lot to do with that. He has a lot to do with Young Rock as well. Um, so he was promoting that as well and just kind of going over some of the stories and some of the territories they will be going over. Um, they will be going over Croc Jim Crockett Promotions. They'll be going over the Memphis Territory. They'll be going over, I believe, um, World Class, uh, the Florida Territory. So there's going to be 10 episodes in all. And like I said, the, uh, the 10th one, the uh, Memphis, uh, Memphis Territory will be one of them. Uh, Polynesia Pro Wrestling will be one of them, but also uh, the deep dive into the Jerry Lawler-Andy Kaufman feud um, that happened in Memphis. So that's something to definitely look forward to. Um, again, I can't wait to watch it, and um, that starts tomorrow, Tuesday the 4th, of, uh, uh, Tuesday the 4th on Vice TV. All right, so what did we miss? Well, we missed last week. Um... Obviously, Brando passed. Brando was killed. Um, he died not from the hook, which makes me think that they that wasn't the original plan, right? You know, in WWE and wrestling, you always think about what was the original plan and what was changed, and there was a swerve somewhere. Um, you know, the Montreal screw job was this the Brando Corbin screw job? No, highly unlikely. Um, but no, I, I don't. I don't think that was the original plan. I think they kind of added that that poisoning into the story when, you know, uh, when uh, Johnny Wachter was notified that his contract wouldn't be renewed in January. 
Um, and they kind of said, yeah, well, you know, you've got a lot of stuff coming up. We're going to just kind of cut you out now. So, uh, you know, Johnny Wachter was on the uh, on That's Awesome with Stephen Bradford this past week. And uh, it was a good, good interview. And he said, you know, he got the letter and, you know, he wasn't expecting to be let go. But I guess, you know, they have to make room for other people or... You know, whatever the case is. I mean, contracts are contracts, and, and death is really not always a death. You know what I mean? Um, and, and just because the character of Brando Corbin has passed away doesn't mean he can't be recast in the future as somebody else. Uh, you know, I mean, they've done that so many times with Roger Howarth and um, Michael Easton that, you know, it's like you never know who they're playing. <laughs> I mean, at a certain time, who they will be paying, playing. Um, I personally don't like that um you know like i understand when things happen storyline wise when they had to do when they had to change billy miller from jason to drew right because steve morgan had because steve morgan jason uh steve burton had resigned um with the, with the show so they couldn't just introduce steve burton as somebody different right um although it would have been fun had they put steve burton as drew and kept billy miller as jason although that would have been you know very confusing to the fans um, but I don't like how, the, you know, I understand the, the, again, the contract problems that they had with the uh, Long Life to Live characters, right, of Star Manning, Todd Manning, um, John McBain, and so on, and if they had to leave the campus for, you know, canvas for a while, as those characters would come back as Silas Clay and Kiki Jerome and, and Franco, I get that, um, but, you know, I don't like when they have, like, when they had... Silas Clay get killed, and then Michael Easton came back as this new, you know, Hamilton Finn. Like, for what reason? And the and same thing with Roger Howarth. You know what I mean? Like, Franco got killed, so then Roger Howarth comes back as um, this, you know, um, Austin Gatlin Holt. It's like, you don't really understand why they do that, right? You know, I mean, it's, uh, of course, there are times where a character just kind of plays out their stories. But for somebody as young as Brando and um, the fact that he was, you know, married to Sasha, they were starting a family, they just lost, you know, a baby and Sasha was just, you know, had just lost her, lost her baby, she lost her mind, lost her job, had to be put on conservatorship. Sure, it, it creates a lot of drama, the fact that her conservator is now passed away um, and the fact that she can't touch any of her money without that, you know, so they need the court. And now... Diane, who was representing her, was the next one to be hooked. Um, it just creates a lot of drama, and I get that. So, Brando's death caused a lot of good storytelling. But still, I, I don't, you know, it's sad when he dies, I, when, when a character dies. I always wish him well, wish him the best. Same thing with Britt. Like, Britt is not going to be, as far as we know, Britt's not going to be dying. She's going to be taking some time away to go to... Um, to go to film episodes of Station Nine, apparently she's got more recurring time on that show this year, and we wish her well. Uh, you don't like to, you know, see one of the get better characters go, right? Um, you know, and of course the internet is the internet. So, so soap Twitter's, you know, were, was all besides of like, why take Brando? Why not get rid of Cody? Well, Cody has a lot of good storylines, right? Um, and like I said. Uh, you know, Cody being, you know, possibly Mac's son, that's that's a really great storytelling and, and how it is possible, you know, they got to change the timeline a little bit. But, you know, it's the soap world, so they could do that, right? Um, 
And I just, I want to see, I want to see something fresh with that. You know, have it be where, where Cody is Max's son, or have it be that Cody is pretending to be Cody, or, or well, Dante would have figured that out by now, right? Um, but I do like that they have some ties to Dante. Um, and I like how they're portraying the, 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 the feud, so to speak, with, um, with Spinelli and Cody. Because it's not over Maxi, right? It's over the fact that Co that that Spinelli could possibly go to prison for breaking the, you know, whatever kind of anti-hacking law the government has, uh, and finding the information out and and you know, financial information and everything, all the information that he wasn't supposed to get, right? Um, so I, I I'm really liking that. I'm really liking. I like when Spinelli's on because he's kind of that. You know, he's not really that, that goofball that he used to be, right? He's he's kind of matured a little bit. Um, you know, he's still got the craziness with him and, and calling himself the Jackal and Fair Samantha and Maximisa, but he's not he's not like he was at the beginning. Like, you know, I think the the when he got with, with Ellie and, and when he when he became the you know, when he found out he was the father of Georgie and he, you know, uh was with with Jason and found out Jason passed away. I think he did mature a little bit. Now his hacking skills are just super spectacular, and he's not an all around nerd anymore. Um, so you know it's a good thing, and I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see Spinelli take it to the next level and just say, um, you know, get into some some good story which he's in now and get that taken care of. Let's see if Cody is hiding something. Um, because it is definitely a possibility with, that Cody is trying to pull one, um, pull something over on him, right? Pull something over on every, well, everybody, on Mac, on uh, on just everybody. So it's it's always a possibility. I can't wait to see um, how it how it happens. Okay. So what else is going on in the, in Port Charles? A lot. Like I said, Diane was hooked, um, you know, and, and Hamilton Finn found out that it was the same poison that, that Brando was was uh, hooked with, right? There was no poison on, on Ava. That's what, what leads me to believe that, you know, the, the story had to change, right? Plans changed, bro, um, with, with Brando. Um, it really does. It makes me feel like they're, they're, that wasn't the original plan. But once they introduced that poison there, then they had to kind of double back, and now Finn... Is, is in charge of the uh, of trying to save uh, uh, Diane because of the poison, right? So he f he was able to find the antidote with um, whatever kind of reptile, and that brings into the story of of how um, you know Elizabeth knows Finn's ex-wife and the Mariana, you know, the Mariana Islands, and how you know it's kind of bringing all the stories together, which kind of reminds me almost of the Attitude Era. In the WWE, where everybody was kind of in the story or in a storyline, but the storytelling just included so many different aspects of it that, that one person could have been in multiple storylines, right? And and we know it's a soap opera, so everybody has their job, everybody has their personal life, everybody has everything that they have to worry about, right? They have their family, they have friends, they have relationships. So it's not uncommon for somebody to be at least affected, not necessarily involved in, but affected by multiple storylines, right? So, uh, Hamilton Finn not only is dealing with the fact that, you know, 
he's, you know, with Elizabeth and, and trying to figure out what's wrong with Elizabeth and why she's losing time and, you know, everybody's trying, ooh, is, 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 is she dealing with, uh, you know, uh, dissociative identity disorder, DID for short, you know, it, it's big in the soaps. But it's not, you know, everybody thought the Liz and the Biz and that's why she was losing time. And, um, but she doesn't have an alter ego. You know, because that's the other thing they're trying to put out there. And, and there's a red herring that, you know, she's losing time during the, the time of Ava's attack. So she could have been doing it. And, and Nicholas lied to to give her an alibi, but also to protect himself and, and give himself an alibi. Um, you know, so the fact that she can't remember it kind of gives Nicholas that edge to say, hey, you know, she doesn't remember. But yeah, she, she was with me. Um, I was with her. You know, that, that's my alibi right there, you know. Um, but, again, it's a red herring. I don't think that's the case. Um, of course, Brando, you know, kind of thought it was a woman. Um, you kind of have that, that female, again, nowadays you can never tell, but um, they kind of have that female figure, that uh, hooded cloak that came down, right? So it is a possibility. And you kind of look at the fact that Jocelyn was the original intended target before Brando kind of uh, got in the way and then distracted the hooker, the poor Charles hooker, right? I think I'm the first, I'm, I'm, wondering, I'm wondering if I'm the first one that actually put that as a hashtag, right? I'm not sure, but I, I could be. I don't know. Um, because I did say something about it. But anyways, um... I do want to, uh, I do want to see where it's going, um, you know, and the fact that Brando didn't die from the actual hook wound itself, but the poison that was on the end of the end of the hook. Now it makes you wonder. It, it really does. It, it makes you wonder as to why or how, if it's Esme, because you know all rumors and all things are pointing down to pointing out to that it's Esme. Um, if it's Esme, how would she have gotten that kind of, um, poison, right? You know, could Victor Cassidyne be, be involved and, or, or, or is she able to get it from, from her daddy, uh, from Ryan Chamberlain? I don't know. Maybe she's well versed in it. Um, but the, the newest, the, the newest rumors are that. Esme is back, and it looks like Esme might possibly be the the poor Charles Hooker. And to be completely honest with you, she don't look like any Hooker to me, right? <laughs> um, but you know, you never you never know. They they don't do those kind of stories in in poor Charles anymore. God forbid they do something where there's a a, a prostitute. You know, I mean, they did that years ago where there was the prostitute killer and. Uh, or the dancing, you know, the, the dancer killer, the adult entertainer, sex worker killer, right? Um, and it turned out to be Ronnie uh, Domestico, right? The cop, the dirty cop. <laughs> um, I, I mean, you know, they, they don't have... It's almost like they're... Even though it's daytime, like there's no... You know, there's a lot of people that have said there's no love in the afternoon, right? Because that's what it was back in the, you know, 70s and 80s where you had hot and heavy and... You know, there was nothing to, you know, there was nothing to see a very, you know, I'm not going to say hardcore sex scene, but a, a very, you know, um, long love scene between, you know, Luke and Laura or between, 
well, any of the characters on any of the soaps. There's none of that. And it seems like some of the storylines are more, I don't know. I mean, you, you still got murder, obviously. You still got the mob. You still got, you know, illness and, and stuff. But it seems to me like there's a lot of, I don't know. What's the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Maybe... Maybe dull storytelling, right? Not not necessarily dull, but less adult, right? For less intelligent people, right? It's almost like they're insulting our intelligence by some of these stories. I still enjoy them. And I'm not mad at a lot of it because I still enjoy the show. But as if it is as may be in the Port Charles, the Port Charles Hooker, it's almost like you could have called it from the very beginning, Right? You could have, because she was, you know, thrown over the parapet by Ava, and Ava was the first attack victim, right? Um, and then Josh was the, ne the, the, the next intended victim, but Brando got in the way. But then, but then it doesn't explain Diane, right? Um, so the, the, everything is pointing to Dex. You know, Dex was, a, you know, near the scene of the crime at every, uh, every hook, hooking. Um, so Dante brings him in for questioning, and then... Um, you know, Sunday, Sonny does his own, uh, right? And of course, Sonny doesn't know that Dex, Dex is actually working for Michael and trying to gather intel and, and under, under, uh, cover. So Michael gets over there and finds out that Sonny is, you know, quote unquote, taking care of it. And he kind of pleads for him and says, look, you know, um, he didn't do, he, he, he's not somebody that does it, right? Or, or, you know, he helped Jocelyn. Jocelyn came to his aid as well. Um, so... I, I want to see how that's going to... Is Dex going to crack under the pressure and say, hey, you know, I was paid by Michael. I honestly feel, and I, I've kind of had this feeling for a while, I, I honestly feel like... Um, I, I feel like Dex may turn on them both, right? Almost like, you know, Dex has a loyalty to Sonny and, and realizes Sonny's not that bad of a guy, right? And Michael's the one who's being a petulant child. But then Dex gets power hungry and says, hey, you know what? I could do this on my own. I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need any of these people. I could take care of this on myself, right? Um, it's a possibility. Or maybe he will turn on Michael and Dex will become the next Jason. Although I do want to see Steve Burton back um, once Disney gets rid of that ridiculous vaccine mandate. Um, but we'll see if that happens. I, um what else? Let's see. Sasha's, you know, going unhinged, right? You know, she's trying to pay for the funeral for Brando, but her money is tied up and it's frozen because she needs a conservator to sign off. So Nina pays for it and they'll figure out the rest later. That was the whole point of going to Diane and uh, saying, hey, um, we need your help, right? Or, or Diane was the one that brought it up and said, hey, you know, uh, Scott did really well, but Scott's out of town playing with the whales. Or saving the whales or whatever the case he's doing um you know i'll take over and we'll get this taken care of and then she gets hooked so obviously there needs to be some kind of a continuance could it be somebody from sasha's past right um <coughs> excuse me could it be somebody from sasha's past i don't know i mean because you think about it who, you know, gets hurt the most out of this thing, right? Clearly, you know, nobody really knew that Diane would be representing Sasha, though, um, until now. Um, and it, I still have to say that it, the hooker is going to end up being Esme. I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I don't like it. I think it's too 
predictable that it's Esme as the hooker, but, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm not sure about, you know, Nicholas, go, you know, giving Ava all the power in the world, right? Saying, here's my uh, confession, should you ever want to use it? Uh, you know, that's saying that I'm the one that pushed Esme off the parapet. And sure enough, Esme's back now. So it really doesn't matter so much um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, I have to address something. Okay. I listen to a lot of the General Hospital um, pod, fan podcasts, right? I listen to, um, I, I listen to, like I said, Pier 54. I listen to the 10th floor. I listen to James Law Jr. Um, and Ring the Bell Radio, Ring the Bell being WWE, you know, wrestling news, not General Hospital news. But I do, I listen to these podcasts and they're fantastic. So definitely go out and, and listen to them as well. Um, but what the, the overwhelming thing that um, I don't really like is I have to address this in that I think in this day and age, at least, um, there's a lot of sensitivity going on. And, and I, I now see, here's what I don't want. Here, here's how, how the quote unquote woke culture has has affected a lot of the uh entertainment industry um with general house like so many people don't want to look at or watch storylines that they don't agree with right or you know they're sickened by like don't get me wrong it was absolutely sick uh and and just dead wrong to see nicholas sleep with esme right it's his his son's girlfriend right and you know it, it but you know what? Here's the thing. It happens in real life. And I know everybody's like, oh, well, it's, it's supposed to be an escape from real life. And, you know, well, look at it this way. All right. Um, you know, you don't hear about it all too often. But how many times do you hear of, you know, a, a murder-suicide in the news, you know, where it was over a lover's quarrel, Right. And, of course, you know, you're saying, well, it's not always father sleeping with the son's girlfriend, right? Well, no, but it does happen in real life. And I'm not saying that I'm privy to any personal knowledge of anybody, but it does happen. Um, you know, and it's, it's something that could happen in real life. So I don't shy away, and I don't like people who think that, oh, it has to be so sanitized that you know, you can't include certain aspects of a storyline. And granted, it was probably, you know, something that, that people who, who have high moral values don't like because, you know, it's it's an April, whatever they say, April-December romance or April-November or uh, January-June or January-July or I don't even know what the other, what they call it when it's an older guy and a younger woman and, you know, and then, and then, you know, with Sam and Dante, like, I think that they could be a super couple. Now, granted, they share siblings, right? You know, they share Leo because Leo is the product of Julian, who's Sam's father, and Olivia, who's Dante's mother. And then they share Christina, who is the product of Alexis, who is Sam's mother, and Sonny, who is Dante's father. Now, that does not mean that there's any blood 
between Dante and Sam. There's none. And I've said it before. I don't find it disgusting. As a matter of fact, I look at the two characters, I look at the two actors, I look at the chemistry they have between them, and the fact that, you know, they do have ties to some of the, the, the legacy characters on the show. And at this point, I would say Sam is a legacy character. Dante took some time off, but he still came back when he had to. You know, so, yeah, sure. Dante and Sam could be legendary, you know, legacy characters. And then here's the other question. What happens when Lulu comes out of her um, coma? You know, um, Rocco and, Don, uh, Rocco and, and uh, Danny and Scout, they're all, you know, getting close like siblings. Dante's moved into the penthouse. Um, you know, so they're, they're on their way to a real couple status. You know, we'll see what happens when and if they decide to get married. Maybe, just maybe, by then, Steve Burton can come back and, and throw a monkey wrench in the thing. Although, I don't think, I honestly don't think, sorry, I just dropped something. I honestly don't think that Jason would be the kind of person to do that. Because he sees that Sam is happy, right? You know, and... You know, you see the fact that there could be a little bit of tension with Drew, but Drew kind of got past that as well. And Drew's into Carly now, and um, and and um, and Drew flies down to Jacksonville because Carly's stuck in Jacksonville, right? Wouldn't it have been funny? I mean, they 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 diverted the the the, the airplane that was supposed to go to Aruba, right? They diverted to Jacksonville. Can we see General Hospital in an AEW crossover? Highly unlikely. Um, but they diverted the, the plane from Aruba to Jacksonville because of, I think it was, really bad weather. Could it, could they have been predicted Hurricane Ian? Probably not. That's just a storyline, right? Um, but now, now um, um, Carly's got it in her craw because, you know, the, the woman and their beautification society, they want to move a... Uh, a cemetery to make way for a highway to go directly to the beach. And, oh, my God. Like, of all the things, th there's no story there. I mean, granted, okay, she's the mother of the girl that Carly was friends with when she was a kid who the girl apparently killed, got killed or killed herself or something. And, you know, Carly slept with the, the father because the father was, you know, uh, had seduced her or whatever the case was. At 16 years old. Um... Again, inappropriate. Again, happens every day in real life. Um, however, with that said, I don't like the fact that Carly is being central of... I'm glad she's in Jacksonville because she's not involved in any other storyline right now. You know, Sonny said, stay out of Port Charles. You know, stay out there. I've got, you know, I'm keep a watch over Michael. Michael's safe. I've got... You know, guards watching Michael. I've got guards watching Jocelyn. Donna and Avery are safe. So, stay there. And she trusts. She, she agrees. She stays out. So, I'm glad that they're only doing one story with her. It's technically two because, yeah, Drew is down there now. And that's another whole romance story in itself. Um, but, you know, and, and they did address the monkey in the room. That Drew could have just been a, a filler, right? A, a substitute for Jason. Because they're twin brothers, right? And, but, you know, they addressed it. And Carly said, no, I don't want to do anything, you know, because I don't want you to feel that you're just a replacement. 
Um, of course, uh, Drew is kind of falling head over heels for Carly, which is why he goes down all the way to Jacksonville to, you know, kind of make sure she's okay. Um, which again, if you can't get a hold of somebody, let's just take the, the, the family plane, you know, down the East Coast to Jacksonville, Florida at the drop of a dime just to see if she's okay. Well, what happened if she made it to Aruba, right? But anyways, um, no, Drew knew that she was in Jacksonville. Sonny did get a hold of, or Carly got a hold of Sonny when she got her phone back and. So that did happen, you know, that did take place. He, he knew where she was. But he did go down to um, help her out. And, you know, it's a possibility. You know what I mean? I, I like the fact that he said, no, I can't, you know, bribe anybody. But you know what I can't have? What I do have? <clears throat> I've got a media company. I can go ahead and say, do a story on it. And put it on the website. And, and put it out to everybody how these people are moving. The now, the cemeteries have moved already. And, you know... Carly put Jason's number on, on the contact form. So, again, you know, I, I would almost think that when that, when something like that, if you can't get a hold of the next of kin that's listed, you try to find them when it comes to digging up a body and moving it. What if it happens, you know, I'm going to visit my mother and, you know, she's this is where the cemetery was. Where is she, where is she now? You know what I mean? Like... I would think they would try a little harder to contact the, the next of kin or the next, you know, the family. So that's a kind of on the cemetery to say, hey, you know, we've decided to sell the plot. We're moving, blah, 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 blah. Here's what you have to pay. I'm not paying. <laughs> but anyways, um, you know what I mean? Like, there's just so much wrong with that story, in my opinion. I, but again, I've never actually uh, been involved in, 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 in a, a cemetery moving, right? Or, or buying the buying the cemetery to make way for a highway. I've never been involved in any of that. So, uh, I, I may be speaking on my ass, but I don't know. Um, but it, it remains to be seen how that storyline goes, right? Because I, I do want to see Carly kind of get her, get her moment where she's like, you know what, I've put so many people through so much stuff nowadays and I just need, you know, I need to focus on me. This is something that only I could do. Um, but we'll see. Um, so, Brooklyn and Chase are together finally. Yay! You know, let's get that Kermit meme and, and you know, Yay! Uh, Chase and Brooklyn are finally together. We all knew what was happening. It was a very, very, very long-term story to get them there. Um, but now that they are there, um, you know, Brooklyn is, you know, managing Chase's singing career because they want to get back at Link. And, you know, they're going to be like, well, you know, pretty soon Link's going to want to sell me my, my catalog and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and, you know, again, we're, we're, tr we're seeing how... The two differences of lifestyles are, are kind of meshing, right? Uh, Brooklyn, you know, uh, or, or had gone gotten a garbage bag and threw away almost all the food in Chase's apartment because so much of it would have done bad for his vocal cords, right? Um, you know, and then Chase wanting to um, get intimate with Brooklyn, and, and she's like, nope, you need all your energy for the performance. So, I mean, it is, you know, and then, they, again, another one. Another 
another relationship that the fans, that the internet Twitter world have been clamoring for. And that's Vanna, uh, Vanna. Oh, God, I'm even doing that. No, Anna and Valentine. I refuse to do the mashups. I'm sorry, but I refuse. Um, Anna and Valentine finally got together. They, they made love. Um, they, you know, spent the night by the fire. They, they went to go save Lucy, who had got, quote-unquote, abducted by, by Victor on the uh, Ice Prince, or on um, the Haunted Star. And, uh, you know, they had gone there thinking that, Lucy was in trouble, but Lucy's like, I don't want to be saved. I've got him right where I want him. I could handle him. So then they get back, you know, and just, like, what kills me is that they're supposedly WSB spies or former spies of the World Security Bureau, right? As spies, Anna and Valentina, I haven't seen much spy stuff from him, but when working with Anna, they're like Keystone Cops. They're bumbling fools. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I don't like Anna's character. I just... I just don't. Like, she could be so much better, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know the backstory because I've watched General Hospital, you know, that long as she's been on, right? And I didn't see her work in One Life to Live or um, uh, on my children. But the fact that she's just... She doesn't have a good poker face, right, as a spy. And, you know, yeah, she's got some better instincts than Valentine when Valentine goes to sneeze and she, you know, covers his mouth or she throws the, throws the shoe overboard to uh, distract the, the guard so that he'll go out the other way. And then that boot, oh my God, that kick to the back that sent Johan into the, into the river from the Haunted Star, just, I, it was horrible. Like, it really was horrible. Like... It was almost, now I will never, I will never say anything bad about The Undertaker or Mankind from King of the Ring 98 when um, Undertaker threw him off the cage, but Mick Foley had that control, right? You know, he knew where to go. He knew how to take the bump, how to, uh, how to uh, go through the table, right? He knew how to control his body on where it went. This dude, Johan was kind of looking like, Hey, where's that noise coming from? Valentine from behind just goes and kicks him in the back. And he's like, ah! Like, his arms go out. And it's almost like he jumped. Like, it was just absolutely horrible. Like, why wouldn't you just go over and run through him? Give him a spear. Give him a, you know, some kind of a... Oh, God. Just... <laughs> I, had to, I had to laugh. I just had to laugh at that. Uh, uh, but anywho... Um, you know, and then, and then fast forward to this week, you know, Valentine and Anna finally make love. And then after that, Valentine, Valentine gets a text message from Charlotte who sent a selfie and said, you know, she loves him, Mrs. Valentine. Now we all know that kid actors, child actors are not always available, right? Especially when school starts. So she, you know, you can expect not to see Charlotte right now. Um, but wouldn't it, it wouldn't have hurt. If you actually saw the scene of Uncle Victor picking up Charlotte and taking her to wherever she went, right? To, to, to the boarding school, right? So that at least we as the audience knows that she is safe and that's where she is. Um, and I know it could have been done on like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And just a throwaway scene, just, 
Hey, come on, Charlotte. Daddy's busy. I'm going to take you to your new school. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been that. It could have been the... Um, uh, it could have been just showing us the audience, right? Because we know by storyline, we know by what Valentina and Victor have said, that she's off at boarding school. We know Victor would never harm anybody in his family, especially a child. You know, so that's kind of given, but at the same time, I would have loved to see it to kind of put that... Like, oh, maybe she's at the same boarding school that Spencer went to. So, you know, it's now another Cassidy. You know what I mean? Like, um, but we know it's not. But again, it, it could lead to more storytelling, right? Uh, but anyways, that's just my personal gripe with that. Um, Spencer is in, um, you know, Spencer is now in, in uh, uh, let's see, where, uh, the, the prison there. Um, Pettenville, and uh, Victor went to go see him. Nobody else has. It's the first time Spencer's been seen on TV, you know, um, since he went into into Pentonville. You know, nobody else is going to see him. And then, you know, he said, I don't want to see my father. You know, I don't need any help. I don't want, you know, um, you or Uncle Senny helping me, you know, because, I mean, thinking about it, I guarantee you that both of, um, where the hell did we go? Um, that both of, um, <laughs> that, that both of, um, Spencer's uncles, um, have contacts in, uh, in Pentonville, right? Because, um, um, you know, Sonny obviously is, is one of his uncles and he's got his network of people in there. And then Victor, again, is also is uh, just, again, somebody who's in there. Well, not somebody who's got contacts in there, I should say. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And why is this not? Uh, there we go. Sorry, folks. Somehow my computer kind of, my, my, my browser decided to close on me. So now I'm just getting back in uh, to it. But anyways, um... So, yeah, so Spencer, you know, he said, I do not under any circumstances want to know about my father. Um, I don't want to see him. I don't really want to have anything to do with him. You know, how's Ava doing? You know, I do care about Ava getting hurt. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, very, this kid, Nicholas uh, Chavez, right, is doing fantastic. He is playing things to the point where he's adding so many layers and depth to um, so many layers of depth to the character and that, you know, just, he doesn't love, you know, he doesn't want his father, anything to do with his father, but he also doesn't see his father as he used to. Like the father um, that he used to know before he faked his own death was just, you know what I mean? Just there, right? He was so close to Spencer, but now that he's faked his death and he did it for selfish purposes, like, he just doesn't care. I, I, anyways. Um, so, that's that. What else did we do? We didn't talk, you know, we didn't really talk about Selena and, oh, Curtis. Curtis, um, obviously, Selena comes into play getting chased the, the, um, getting chased the audition at the Savoy, 
And, um, but, but Curtis and Portia and Jordan in this triangle where the, you know, Stella finally remembered she didn't, she took the divorce papers so they wouldn't be filed. And she's sorry that she meddled and all this. And then Portia, you know, goes into Jordan's, you know, office saying, hey, why are you meddling in our affair? And why can't you just sign the papers and get this taken care of? And why did you hide him in the first place? And all this other stuff. And it was just, it was great. But I, but I do like how Cooler had prevailed towards the end. And Jordan said, hey, I'm not against you guys. I want to see Curtis happy. I love the, you know, I, you and I may never be friends, but we can work together for a common good. And I want to see Curtis happy. And if that's with you, that's with you. So be it. Um, and she's like, whatever you're hiding regarding Trina's paternity, you need to tell him. Because Curtis does not like lies. And I, and I know that from experience. And I like how she used that and said, listen, that's how our, our marriage was broken up. Right? That's how our marriage was broken up because of the lies I had. I told him because even though it was for my job, because of the lies, because of the, and you know what I mean. So there's just a lot, um, the a lot there, you know what I mean. So now let's just see what else is gonna happen. Um, Jordan has been trying to tell Porsche to tell the truth. So I think that's in a nutshell. That's about it for General Hospital. Um, I wish I had a co-host. If you're out there and you want to have a co-host, and or if you want to co-host Suds in the Squirt Circle, definitely let me know. Shoot me a, uh, you know, shoot me a DM on Twitter at VFSLSWE or even on our um, Sportswire on our uh, Sportswire. Jesus Christmas, on our uh, pod on our podcast platform at Suds SQ Circle Pod um, on Twitter. Of course, you could DM. The DM is open um, if you need to talk about that right um as a matter of fact today being october 3rd happy national boyfriend day <laughs> um yes happy national boyfriend all right moving on moving on we've already been at this for over 45 minutes haven't gotten to wwe this coming saturday night the 8th of october is extreme rules i don't know why they're doing extreme rules in october but i'm not questioning it WWE did, you know, they set it out in advance and they changed around some things. Um, I don't know why they did SummerSlam in July. I don't know why they're doing a lot on Saturdays, but whatever it is. Live this Saturday on The Cock, on Peacock, is Extreme Rules. Um, and let me tell you something. With Triple H, Paul Levesque at the helm of creative, uh, as well as talent relations, I'm telling you, these premium live events... Have been fantastic. Not only did they announce that War Games for the first time, there will be two War Games matches at Survivor Series, but Survivor Series is going back to storyline based, and it's going to be going back to the retro way of doing it, where you have teams of four or five strive to survive, right? Which would be great. Um, I want to see the storylines. I want to see it. Uh, for the past number of years, it was literally just Raw vs SmackDown, or one year with NXT involved, right? And there were really no storylines. I mean, besides, you know, bragging rights, right? Which was another... <laughs> which was another pay-per-view day back in the day. Bragging rights. Um, but, let's see. Going into this coming... Uh, this premium live event this coming Saturday. There's no WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion... Uh, yeah, Undisputed Heavyweight... Uh, Undisputed World Universal... WWE 
championship match. Um, the next time that happens is going to be in Saudi Arabia in November, right? That'll be on, it looks like Friday, the 1, 2, 3, 4... Either Friday, the, Friday, November 4th, or Saturday, November 5th, it's going to be, uh, um, you know, Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, and that's where Roman Reigns puts his undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Logan Paul. And that's been a subject of deba debate as well, I'll, which I'll get into momentarily. Um, but before I do, let me go over the card for this coming Saturday's Extreme Rules. And it actually is an Extreme Rules you know, pay-per-view, every match has a stipulation. In what I believe is going to be the uh, main event, which if they're doing this as the main event, I am really um, praying that something good comes of it. SmackDown Women's Champion uh, Liv Morgan takes on Ronda Rousey, the challenger, in an Extreme Rules match. Um, the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair takes on Bayley in a ladder match. That could be the main event. Um... Matt Riddle takes on Seth freaking Rollins inside the fight pit with special guest referee Daniel Cormier. Um, the fact that... Um, give me one moment. Alright, I'm back. Sorry. To quick, uh, had to take a quick phone call. Being in management, you know, the, the job never ends. So when the call comes through, the call comes through and I have to talk about it. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so going down the uh, going down the list, um, Matt Riddle uh, picking up going down the list, I should say. Matt Riddle versus Seth Freakin' Rollins inside of the fight pit with special guest referee Daniel Cormier. Um, first time we're seeing Daniel Cormier in WWE. I'm wondering because we've heard rumors that the Beast Brock Lesnar is coming back soon. Could we see Brock um, get in the face of Cormier and face off with him and challenge him? Could we see Brock Lesnar versus Cormier at Crown Jewel? I don't see a problem with that, right? You already got Roman Reigns against Logan Paul. Let's get uh, Brock Lesnar versus Cormier in, uh, in Saudi. That's a money match if I ever saw one. Um, I think it'll work. Um, there's heat there. I don't know if it's legitimate heat or whatever, but they've been trying to get that together at some point, whether it be in the Octagon or in the WWE match. Could that be the... Could that could Riddle versus Rollins be the uh, main event in the fight pit and then Cormier gets, uh, you know, Cormier gets involved with Brock if Brock comes out? Definitely. Um, moving on is uh, the Scottish Warrior. Drew McIntyre takes on Karrion Cross in a strap match. Ever since Karrion Cross came back and he's got Scarlett with him, their their appearances on SmackDown have been fantastic. Cross is back to the way he was in NXT, now with Triple H booking him rather than Vince, and he's not in the demolition style bondage uniform that that he had back in you know 2021 when he was first called up. I'm glad that Karrion Cross is back. I really am. And I want to see this match against uh, McIntyre. Although, one of the biggest things I want to see is I want to see McIntyre get back to the championship. Right? Like, everybody's saying, oh yeah, Cody Rhodes is going to be, you know, um, Cody Rhodes is going to um, win the Royal Rumble and then 
He's all, then, you know, he's going to go on to face uh, Roman at Mania, and he's going to dethrone Roman because he deserves it and everything. Drew McIntyre deserves, you know, the title. Like, he had a great run that, that unfortunately, nobody witnessed, right? Nobody witnessed the run of, of Drew McIntyre because it was during COVID. No fans. Like, the fans popped huge when he won the Royal Rumble. In um, 2020, right in Houston, um, right. So the fans popped huge for it, you know. But and then going on to you know, and, and the fact when he eliminated Brock and you know going on to win and everything, like it was absolutely f fantastic. The match that, that that was there, and then having to go into WrestleMania with no fans at the Performance Center against Brock and win with no fans there and. It just it was heartbreaking. So McIntyre needs to get back there. You know he, you know they should have done it at Clash of the Castle. You know, and but I do like the fact that Roman is legitimizing the title. He's been the Universal Champion for over two years now. You know I don't like that they combined and and unify the two titles. I don't like that. Um, I wish I, I hope Triple H just comes out and and you know. Um, says that they're, you know, going to strip Roman of the WWE title because he's got to be on Raw more often. And, you know, maybe that's coming. That way Roman doesn't necessarily lose any of his steam. And, you know, he, he doesn't have to lose it. And it's just a, something that, uh, you know, is done by storyline. You know, because I want to see McIntyre get that title. Um, being on, you know what I mean? And get back to Raw. and, and Or have Cody win that one, Right. Um, but I have a feeling what, what should happen. Here, here's, here's my thought process, right? You're going to go to, right, you're, you're going to go to the Royal Rumble. We've got the Royal Rumble coming up that starts the road to WrestleMania. Here's, and I, and I think I said it before. I want to see Logan Paul beat Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. Or for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I want to see that. <clears throat> so that, you know, it, it's, it would be such great storytelling. And it won't be like David Arquette. Because Paul's actually had a couple of matches, right? And he's a much better athlete than Arquette was. I, I don't know. I want to see it. Um, So McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in the strap match. And then you've got Edge versus Finn Balor in an I Quit match. Um, I look for Ray and Dominic Mysterio to get involved in this match somehow. Maybe even Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, because obviously Judgment Day. And that could actually set up for Survivor Series. Because think about it this way. If you have, let's say, Edge, and you've got Mysterio, and any other babyface can come out, right? Against, you know, and, and then you have Beth Phoenix come out as a woman, you know, the female come out and and square off with uh, the Judgment Day, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley. That could be a good four-on-four -four match for Survivor Series, right? So um, let's see if that works out. I, I look for Rey Mysterio to get involved. I look for um, Dominic Mysterio and, and, and the rest of the Judgment Day to get involved. So I want to see that happen. Let's, let's see. Um, the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium in a six-man tag team good old-fashioned Donnybrook match. Have no idea what that means, 
Could it be like the the oh crap the, the the was it the Queensberry rules match or the Duchess of Queensberry match that William Regal came up with? Um, <laughs> um, so I I don't know what that's all about, but it looks to be like it's just gonna be a good old fight, as Sheamus would say, it's a banger. Um, so I I don't know. I, I mean, Imperium obviously is uh, Gunther, uh, and then Giovanni Venci and. Uh, Oh, a Ludwig Kaiser, right? I don't know why they changed their names <laughs> from Walter and um, Fabian Eichter and Marcel Barthel. Um, anyways, um, and then the Brawling Brutes obviously are Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunne. This past, um, so I, I look to see Extreme Rule. I can't wait to see it. It looks fantastic. The matches are, are going to be great. I can't wait to see it this coming Saturday on the cock um, on Peacock at 8 o'clock in the U.S., WWE Network, everywhere else in the world. Um, so that's going to be great. Um, this past Friday night on SmackDown, uh, looks like Max Dupree has left the Maximum Male Models faction. Um, and there are rumors that L.A. Knight, uh, that he's going to go back to the L.A. Knight uh, persona, which would be great because he was great in NXT in that persona, and uh, that was a Triple H creation. So you know they just had to work it out. Couldn't just be like you know overnight that they changed it, but they had to get it to where it had to be. Um, all right, so got that out of the way. Extreme Rules out of the way, you know, and then moving on to. Crown Jewel in November, and then Survivor Series in November. Um, WWE is hot right now. Um, they're absolutely fantastic in the you know in the Triple H era. Obviously, he's he's kind of what they you know what Jim Cornette would call hot shotting the territory um, because of the simple fact that you know he you know he has to kind of put it put it out there. Like, everybody knew that Triple H was great, and Triple H would do good things in the booking, you know? Um, but, not the, you know, like, everybody knew it would be good. And he's going above and beyond with all the, you know, all the returns. You know, Braun Strowman is back, you know? And, and now, um, the rumor mill is up again, and you got the White Rabbit uh, storyline, and every, the QR codes, and everybody's like, oh, it's got to be Bray Wyatt and everything. I Personally, I don't care. I don't care if it's Bray Wyatt. I just want to see where it where it ends up, right? Because yeah, there's a, a lot of um, there's a lot of you know evidence saying that's going to be Bray Wyatt coming back, and a lot of things that's being shared on social media that that could be uh, backing that up. But again, I don't know. I haven't the foggiest about who it's going to be, and I I honestly just want to see it as a fan. I want to see where it goes. Who is the White Rabbit? Um, then there, in uh, other news, it looks to me like uh, Sasha, from what I've seen, Sasha Banks has taken all references of WWE and Sasha Banks off of her Twitter. And now it's just as her real name, Mercedes uh, Varnado. Um, I don't mind if she's not in the WWE anymore. Honestly, I, I don't care. I'm not a Sasha Banks fan. I think that she's entitled. And she thinks that everything has to go her way instead of doing what's best for business, right? That's just not the way you do things. You know, she had a couple of meltdowns and, 
You know, and then her and Naomi walking out in in the spring because they didn't like what was happening, and you know, what it's like. No, you do what you're told. You're being paid. Like they both honestly should have been sued for breach of contract, right? Um, instead of just getting, you know, now they're fashion week, and now that you know, I and, I and I don't blame Naomi so much or Trinity Fatu. I don't blame Naomi so much. I blame Sasha. She's the toxic one. She has been toxic for quite a while, and honestly, I don't care to see her back. But that's just my opinion. All right, so uh, we've been at this thing for almost an hour now. I'm going to get it, go ahead and get it uploaded uh, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Again, my name is Vinny Apicella. This is the Suds and Squared Circle Podcast. You can go ahead and find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can follow on Twitter at SudsSQCirclePod. Follow on TikTok at Suds underscore squared underscore circle. Email me, Vinny at SudsAndSquaredCircle.com. Go directly to the website www.sudsandsquaredcircle.com and then buy our merch sudssquarecircle.threadless.com. Um, and again, definitely leave us a five star review, definitely leave some feedback for Apple to boost us up in the in the you know and get some more plays. Right? I need to get the plays out there again. Go ahead and listen to other podcasts that are out there. It's uh, Port Charles. I'm sorry, Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. You've got a, uh, ten, the 10th floor. Uh, you've got anything from James Law Jr., JL Media, JLG Media, definitely the General Hospital Mini Spotlight, um, the Dirt General Hospital Dirty Deeds, um, you know, and, and also the Ring, Ring the Bell Radio. Definitely check out all those other podcasts as well. We're all friends. We're all part of the same podcast community. And um, I'll see you next Monday, I hope. <laughs> Right here on Suds in the Squirt Circle Podcast. Goodbye, everybody.